0: Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I am speaking with Disney bride Mary Stump about her ceremony at Oak Manor Lawn, reception at Citrico's, and dessert party on the Upper Terrace in France at Epcot. I thought you guys would be interested to hear how she chose those locations and how she planned everything and how it all turned out. So welcome, Mary. Hi, thank you for having me. Thanks for being on the show today. I always like to start at the beginning and find out how you guys decided that you wanted to have your wedding at Disney.
1: Jason, my husband, and me are huge Disney fans. We actually got engaged at Disney's Animal Kingdom. Kind of like on the side, there's a little area where you can go and get pictures taken. And it's right in front of the Tree of Life. So that's where he actually proposed. And so when we were looking at venues, Jason, you know, was like, he, he, he suggested like maybe we do a Disney wedding. And I was like, well, I don't know about that. But so it's always been on the back of our minds to do a Disney wedding, but we just didn't know if it would be doable. So we found this podcast and it is very doable with the right venues and the like outside vendors that you use or anything like that. It's very doable. So that's why we decided to do a Disney wedding.
0: (laughs) That's great. How did your friends and family react when they found out where the wedding was going to be?
1: It's actually a funny story. So once we decided that we were going to do a Disney wedding, me and Jason, we decided that we were going to tell our families that we were going to look at the Carolinas when actually we went down to Florida and we had our first call with our Disney wedding coordinator, Michelle and we were able to go to like that preview room that's right outside of the wedding pavilion. I think it's called like Bronx and we took some pictures inside there of like a wedding planning book that I had gotten and it was right in front of a sign called Disney's fairytale weddings. And we actually surprised our families and sent that picture. And so they were all kind of shocked that we were there, but they, I don't think they were too shocked that we decided to do a Disney wedding because we just love Disney so much.
0: (laughs) How many guests did you invite and how many were able to make the trip?
1: So we invited around 150 guests, but we knew for sure like a bunch of those people would not come. So we realistically thought about 70 guests would come, but we only had 47 guests. So it was still a good number, but it was a little smaller than what we had originally thought.
0: Did you set up a room block for your guests? Yes, we for sure set up a room block.
1: We went with Port Orleans Riverside because that's obviously where we were having our ceremony. And then we were going to go with another resort, maybe like on the Skyliner, but we decided to, we spoke with our room coordinator. Cause we were looking at the Riviera and she kind of said that that actually is only more for vacation club members. So we kind of stayed away from that one and we realized that we probably didn't need a deluxe room block. So we decided just to do the all-star movies. We thought that would be really fun and really great themed for like our guests that had never been to Disney world.
0: Got it. Okay. How did you choose the day of the weekend time of day for your wedding? So we
1: actually decided on the day, is because that was when my parents were married, it was on ten ten, So we chose that day for that reason. And as for the time, we always liked the idea of a morning wedding, doing a brunch reception. We thought it was kind of different than like most weddings. And so... That's why we decided on a morning wedding and you know, like with Florida weather, you never really know if it's going to be really hot and we figured if it was in the morning, it wouldn't be as hot either.
0: Right.
1: (laughs) And also we decided on the dessert party location because we know we wanted to go into the park at some point for our wedding.
0: Okay. So how did you guys choose your ceremony and reception venues? We
1: originally were thinking of getting married at Animal Kingdom in front of the Tree of Life before the park opened in the morning. But after we had a meeting with our Disney coordinator, Michelle, we decided that there were going to be too many obstacles that we'd have to get through to get married in the morning at one of the parks. This was something that was very enlightening to us because they basically said that if, if something changes... Well, first of all, they have to get permission from the park for people to get married in the parks. Once they get that permission, basically parks still has like, I wouldn't say veto power, but they have like the power to change things. Because if they decide, let's say they decide like the week or two before the wedding to change the park hours, we would have to change our wedding time. And we'd have to somehow like notify all of our guests of this change. And she even gave us an example of a wedding that they said that she had, and it was the week before their wedding and the the park changed their hours. And so they had to notify all their guests. And so we were just kind of like, I don't know about that. Uh, I don't think my stress level would work with that. (laughs) So we decided on oak manor lawn because that was actually some of the venues that we were looking at before we decided on getting married at disney we were looking at venues similar to it and we had also stayed at port orleans riverside several times and we just loved the resort and we loved the feel of it so that was the reason why we chose oak manor lawn for our ceremony and then We still had not decided on a reception location yet when we spoke to our wedding coordinator. And so we looked at some of the locations in a packet that Disney sends everybody when they are interested in getting married at Disney. And one of the ones that we looked at was the Living Seas Salon at Epcot. And we actually got to go in and look at that location that is also very difficult to do is try to, like, go in and look at a lot of these locations. But we were able to finally get in and look at that location. And it was a beautiful location. It was just kind of dark in there. And I, I would probably have picked it if we were doing a evening wedding. But where we were wanting to do a, a morning wedding and reception, we decided, okay, it's maybe a little too dark. So Michelle, our wedding coordinator, suggested us go look at Citricose And so we went in, and I fell in love with it immediately. We actually went inside about 10.30 a.m., which was when our reception would have started. The pre-reception would have started. And the windows and the lighting was just beautiful. We loved, like, the furniture in there. It's very floral and looks really pretty, so, like, minimum decoration really was needed. Um, They have really pretty chandeliers. And then the floors have like this amazing tile look. So yes, that's why we chose it. We just fell in love with it. Then for the dessert party location, we chose it because, well, there's a couple reasons why we chose it. We were originally looking at Italy, but we decided to we spoke with our wedding coordinator and she said that it was for a larger party. So we actually couldn't choose it. And I think the two that we could have chose between was, it was in Germany and then the one in France, which is the one that we actually chose. Terrace de Flore, which is in France. Since we were there, we actually went and looked at the location and we fell in love with the terrace, the floor. And it was just absolutely beautiful. And the location was just great. We really liked it because we, we even said we could, like, come in through the back where the Skyliner is. And it wouldn't be, like, a very long walk. We could come straight there. So that was something that, you know, just really, we really liked and considered for our guests as well. So that was something that we both were, you know, very conscious about is our guests and the guest experience. We also requested, which this is something that is I would say that any bride should maybe look into if they do take this location. We spoke with our Disney wedding planner. Once we were assigned our Disney wedding planner, we asked them if the area below which is like right on the water if that is also ours and she said that that was something that we could also reserve and it was at no additional cost so that was nice you know because now that whole area the like upper part and the part below was all reserved for us and that was a great spot for taking pictures for the fireworks
0: That's interesting because they've charged other couples an extra fee to use that spot to have it added to the location you used. So I'm surprised that they let you use it for free.
1: Yeah, they did not charge us any additional fee for that, which I was, I thought that that would, that they would, but they did not. So I don't know if that was something that like, I don't know, we just lucked into or (laughs) if maybe that's something that maybe they are changing. I have no idea because a lot of people have said that like they have reserved that spot and then they had another group that reserved the part below.
0: And then how were you able to get to go inside Living Sea Salon to check it out? That was
1: fun. (laughs) And when I say fun, it was actually a lot of work. Um, (laughs) We, well, first of all, we came in and we asked the uh, restaurant. And they said that they had to get a manager. And they finally got the manager to come up there. We actually had to come back because they weren't available at that time. So we came back a couple hours later. And the manager was able to meet us up at the front and the manager actually took us upstairs, but there was an event going on at that time. So we couldn't go in. So we went back down and then we came back, I think like the next day or maybe it was the day after that. And we spoke to the manager again and they said that they could take us up. And so they actually did, were able to take us up and there was no event going on. So we got to see this space because they usually say it's very hard to see a bunch of these spaces, you know, that are on that list of reception locations.
0: Right. Oh, that's so great. That worked out for you guys. Did you use any outside vendors for the parts of your event that you were able?
1: Yes. So we actually found them a lot from this podcast. There were several people that had, their reception at Citricos but it was kind of like older pictures because I guess they were remodeling Citricos so we hadn't seen so many of like updated ones until I randomly got on one day and I saw a podcast that you had done and her name was Nadine do you remember her i don't know yeah. if you remember interviewing her yeah Her name was Nadine and I was like, Oh my gosh. I was like, it's finally Citricos, you know, and it's the updated, you know, pictures and everything. So we actually, I looked into it. I listened to the podcast and one of our vendors was the Bellow gray photography. And so I looked them up because we knew that we were going to look for an outside vendor for our photography, just because I would rather have somebody that I know and, Because Disney, you you don't know who you're going to get until like pretty close to the wedding. Right. You know, and I wanted to get to know like the photographer, and because I'm not one of those people that also like is comfortable in front of a camera all the time. Like I don't take a kind of pictures, you know, and so I wanted somebody that I could be comfortable in front of. So I did some research, and my husband actually reached out to Andrea, who owns Bella Gray Photography. They also are now known as Bella Gray Studios. They have expanded their team. They now do photography, videography, and they have day of coordinators, which is really great because now it's like a a one-stop shop kind of thing. And I can tell you this, like, there are not enough words to express, like, how great they were. Just because, like, Andrea helped us so much, you know, she gave us... She wasn't just a photographer. She would, like really cares about brides, and she gave us a lot of advice, you know, on what to do and who to reach out to and things like that. So they're they're just amazing. And now, like the day our day of coordinator Stephanie, she actually works under the the Bella Gray Studios too, and you know she was amazing too. Like I I I was really comprehensive about like getting a day of coordinator just because I wasn't sure like if we would really utilize them but I'm telling you right now like she was amazing anything at all that we needed you don't really realize how much you really need one until that day of and you're just like oh my gosh she's amazing like she you know set up everything she knew like what we needed based off like our BEO we had sent her so she knew like things that we wanted like we wanted our cake in a specific area at Cove, and she just made sure that that was there because it was they were originally going to put it on a different table and she was like no 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 this is where it needs to go you know and things like that and then for hair and makeup i got the bella agency and i think that like i think i got them off the disbride group which we had some complications with the Bella agency with hair and makeup they were short one girl which kind of put us behind schedule that morning but they have tried to like rectify that in you know different ways I think that was it the videographer also we had a videographer and they fell under the Bella Grace Studios umbrella
0: okay how did you choose your officiant
1: So we were given a recommended list by Disney of officiants. And we went through the list searching both like on Facebook groups. We also asked our day of coordinator, Stephanie, who she like has worked with and recommended. And she actually said Reverend Kev, Kevin, everybody calls him Rev Kev, and that he's like really great. Stephanie said that he actually was her officiant at her wedding because she was a Disney bride as well. And so we reached out to him, and he was, you know, he immediately emailed us and got back with us, and he sent us, like, a huge packet of information. He was so helpful. Like, he sends you all these different things, like how to apply for a wedding license and what you need to do. He, If you like the websites to go to. He also gives you a packet of, like, how to change your name and what are, like, you know some priority things that you need to do to do that. So, he was awesome and he also added like little Disney touches during our ceremony and added like a little bit of laughter to it, you know, so that way it's not like serious the whole time, you know, and he he was amazing. So, I would definitely recommend him to anybody.
0: <laughs> That's great. Did you add any kind of entertainment to the ceremony or reception? Yes, so we
1: surprised our guests with Mickey and Minnie Mouse. They came to the reception. We also did have a DJ at our reception. It was DJ Steve because we were sent a list of different DJs that Disney had sent us and we chose Steve based off like we actually went through the group here and search for DJs, and a lot of people recommended him, said that like, he wasn't cheesy or anything like that, which was good, and he was amazing. He was really great. The reason we chose to have a DJ was because we kind of wanted our own music, and we wanted a little bit of control over that, and then at Citra there's no dance floor, so there's really no place to dance. We did get to do our first dance, but there's was not, like, a actual dance floor where like, you know, a lot of dancing or anything like that. But DJ Steve got everyone on their feet and we actually did do like some dancing in place, which was really neat. And it's funny because my husband is totally against like dancing and stuff, but he loved this, you know, like, I don't know if it was just because he played like things like YMCA and then like he would switch the music and it would be like something with the Carlton. And then he would, you know, switch it to something else that would be like, don't stop believing. It was all things that you could do in place. So that was really fun. Like I said, I think it got everybody involved and I really liked that.
0: That's cool. Where did they set up DJ Steve at Citricos?
1: We were in like the back of Citricos, the rotunda area was where basically all of us were sitting and then He was in the, so like when you first walk into that rotunda area, he was right there, like right at the very front. And then we were like all up against the walls, kind of, you know, in those areas, like those tables and things.
0: Because sometimes people balk at this because they're worried that the DJ is going to feel too far from the action of the party. Did you find that that was an issue?
1: I did not, no. There were times that like you can't really see them that well. But one thing about DJ Steve is that he actually walks around and I don't know how, he, like, you know, he and in, gets involved with everybody and talks with everybody in that way. So he was, you know, still part of it all. But like you can't see him at all times, though, either. So but I could see like what people will say, you know, like that it could be a little blocked by the way that the seats are. But we didn't have a problem with that at all.
0: That's great. Do you have any menu items or cake flavors you would recommend? Yes. So we actually
1: went down for the tasting and I would definitely recommend any Disney bride to go down and do that just because it's really great because you get to actually sit with the chef. And so we got to sit with the chef and talk about some things. He asked, like, what were things that we, we obviously are frequent Disney people. And he asked us, like, what are things that we really enjoy when we come down to Disney? And, like, what do we like to eat and things like that? And one of the things that we said is, like, the steak during the Food and Wine Festival at Canada. We loved it. So he was able to put that on our menu. And then... We obviously wanted Mickey waffles because you can't have a brunch without Mickey waffles. Um, (laughs) And then at the tasting, we tried this. It was called potato gratin or gratin. I can't really say it, but it was delicious. It almost was like a hash brown casserole kind of thing, which I thought fit really well with our brunch menu. And that we actually had when we went down for the tasting. And then something else that we had mentioned to the chef that we really enjoyed was the Hawaiian like pork sliders that they have during the food and wine festival. And we actually had those at our dessert party and everybody loved those. They were like, Oh my God, they were so good. So that is something that I would definitely suggest for anybody. Another good thing about it is that, I know sometimes I have heard a lot of times that food gets cold or, you know, or hot or whatever, you know, but those pork sliders were really good for a dessert party just because they stay warm and stuff like that. And then they put the spicy mayo up on top like there at the location. And then for our cake flavors. So we actually did the cake tasting box that they offer to brides. So we went down for that and one thing that was kind of fairly important to us is that I'm actually gluten-free but no one else is it's just me. (laughs) So I was worried about that and you know we actually called the Grand Floridian Bakery and they said that they can do like a cake layer that is gluten-free. So that was really great and I even asked if I could get like a cake tasting kit, gluten-free, and they did. They provide that. They'll send you a, a list of all the cakes and fillings and icings that are gluten-free that they can do. Our cake had three layers. The biggest layer to our cake, we did an almond cake with a amaretto crunch filling with a buttercream frosting. It was delicious. And our middle layer, I think I heard from more people that they really enjoyed this one. It was the Florida orange cake with the buttercream frosting. A lot of people loved that one. And then for mine, the gluten-free top layer, I did a gluten-free lemon cake with a strawberry jam filling in the middle and a cream cheese frosting. And it was delicious. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Can you talk a little bit about your dessert party, what kind of stuff you served, and whether you did a ride mix-in?
1: Uh, yes. So for the dessert party, we had on our menu um, the whole, like I said, it was the Hawaiian pork sliders. And they were delicious. We also did macaroons just because we we thought that that would be really good to have because we were at the terrace, the floor, and I was like, it's French, you know, themed so we did the macaroons, we did churros too just because we we love churros. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um and then we did do the um the novelty like ice cream uh like bar thing um and they uh that was a good hit. We did that bill on consumption just because, you know, We actually came in under what we predicted we would eat, but I thought that was really cool. I don't know, a lot of the kids really liked that one. And then we also did a a bill on consumption like alcohol. Because we were only there for an hour. Um, And then we did surprise our guests and we made an announcement after the fireworks with a ride mix-in. And we did the Remy's Ratatouille Adventure. And I think that was like the biggest surprise for our guests. They had no idea it was coming. They were just shocked and they couldn't believe it that we we're going to ride, you know, like on this ride, this new ride all by ourselves. So that was a really good surprise for our guests.
0: <laughs> Can you give my listeners a timeline of how your wedding day ran? yes
1: yeah, So we uh started the girls all started at four AM. Um that's when hair and makeup arrived. Um, we, we were short one girl for hair and makeup, which did put us a little behind. Um, so at 7 a.m., everyone was supposed to be ready and we were supposed to have our first looks, but some bridesmaids still were not ready. Um, so we had to only got a couple pictures of my bridesmaids, like getting ready. Um, and then at 8 a.m., um was when we did our first look um me and Jason and um all the guys were over there when we did that the girls were still getting ready but but uh me and Jason did it that together just us two and like our photographer um and then around 9 was when like all the bridesmaids finally arrived at the ceremony location so we got a few pictures. I got a few pictures with them then. Um and then at 9:30, it was really short because 9:30 was when the ceremony started. So, um so we kind of were a little rushed there. The ceremony ended, um I would say it was about 45 minutes, so it probably ended about like 10:15. Uh, We took some pictures with family, and then they all got on the bus. We got a charter bus, and they all got on the bus to to head to Citrico's. We also did get a limo. Me and Jason rode in a limo that was um, an outside vendor, just because we just needed the limo just to take us literally from Port Orleans, Riverside, to Citrico's. Um, so it was just a little cheaper just to get like, you know, a limo just for that ride. Um, so at 1040 was when the pre-reception started, um, and then at 1140, um, that's when me and Jason entered for the, at the reception because we took some pictures, um, And the Grand Floridian while like everybody was at the pre-reception, me and Jason got some pictures like at the Grand Floridian, you know, like in front of the staircase and all that. Um, And then um, so from 1140 um, to about one o'clock, you know, was when we were eating and things like that. And then at one, it was when Mickey and Minnie arrived and we did the cutting of the cake and they helped us. um, And then, you know, We were lucky enough to where we had a very small party, um, and we were able to take, you know, all the pictures that we wanted, you know, with Mickey and Minnie, and then, like, all of our guests and, like, their families were able to take a picture with Mickey and Minnie. So, that was nice that, you know, we had enough time, and, you know, my photographer was very organized, and she was just like, okay, next, next, next. (laughs) And then at 2 p.m. was when the reception ended. Um, So we had like a break in between. Um, I think a lot of people took some naps. (laughs) Um, And then at 7 p.m. we made an announcement to like before we left the reception to all of our guests that we were going to be meeting at 7 p.m. at the Boardwalk Lobby. And we also made like we put it on our wedding website um, about how how to get, you know, from the resort to the boardwalk lobby since the buses don't take you um, and to reach out to us if they needed any transportation help. And so once we met at the boardwalk lobby, we all walked over to the International Gateway um, where at 745 they had a Disney person to escort us into the park for our dessert party. So we arrived about 8 p.m. at the dessert party um, location. And then at 9 was the fireworks. And then probably about, I would say probably about 9.30-ish was when we made the announcement for the ride mix-in and they walked us over to uh, the Remy's ride.
0: Got it. Okay. So when you were planning, what were some of the most important aspects where you focused your attention or your budget?
1: Our biggest thing, I think, was definitely guest experience. You know, it's not very often that, you know, we get to go to a Disney wedding, so we wanted to make sure that, like, our guests just got the full, like, Disney experience and, you know, like, this is, like, a once-in-a-lifetime thing um, so we just wanted to make sure that that was, like, our top priority, and, um uh, and that meant, like, you know, we really wanted to make sure that we had, like, Mickey and Minnie at our wedding, um, and that, you know, we got to go into the park, you know, at one point, since we weren't getting, you know, get married at the park, like, we wanted to at least, like, you know, do a dessert party in one of the parks, so, um, I would say that was really important as well. And then, for me, uh, it was all about, like, food as well, like, for me, because I am gluten-free, and it's, you know, like, I struggle sometimes finding things that are gluten-free. And, you know, Disney was really good about, like, making sure that I had things to eat, you know, because I'm a a I'm bride. You know, you could have some things for the bride to eat. Um, So they were really good about that, but they were also really good, like, about, you know, providing delicious food for everyone else as well you know making sure all that is good um and our cake you know like was, I was really wanted to make sure our cake you know was really good too and because we you know put a lot of time into making sure those cake flavors were delicious you know and I think that the, like I said the Florida orange one was really good and I think it was very fitting because we live in Kentucky and, you know, like I I like the idea of it like being a Florida orange. So, yeah, that was really important to us.
0: And then were there any aspects that were less important where you saved your money or just your effort?
1: Yes. So I think the floral was not as a big important item on our list. um, Just because, you know, if you have ever seen oak manor lawn like it's just beautiful on its own it's a very beautiful location you know that it's right there next to like the river and the bridges and then those beautiful like i guess they're like beautiful like magnolia oak trees or whatever that um really frame it very nicely uh and then there's like a water fountain right there so just on its own it's very beautiful so we did very limited floral What we did was basically we did some uh, petals on each side of the aisle. um, And then we did lanterns and a little bit of floral on top of those um, two lanterns on each side at the beginning of the aisle. Um, And that was pretty much it. That's all like the floral that we really did for our uh, ceremony. And then for the reception, it's very, again, it's very, the location at Citra is just very pretty on its own and so it did not need very much floral either so we you know did a little bit of like some candles like the cylinders with the floating candles inside um on tables we also did some um vases where the bridesmaids could put their flowers that they had in those that decorated the tables a little bit and then just a couple i think with like maybe a little bit of like floral on them like and we did for our sweetheart table we actually had letter cutouts that said like happily ever after and we put that we provided that and we put that on our table with some petals and that was it so it was very limited floral that we used so one thing i was really kind of worried about was like if they if our ceremony location got moved um i think the backups place was a like I think it was a conference room area or something like that. And I was like, oh, gosh, we're not going to have any floral in there. (laughs) So that was one thing I was a little worried about. But thankfully, our weather was perfect. And another thing we kind of were not worried about too much was transportation. So we did get um, a charter bus that took our guests from Port Orleans to the Grand Floridian for the reception, but that was the only transportation that we got um, that we like did through Disney. Um, again, I, we did get a limo just for me and Jason. Um, and it wasn't too bad at all. Like I, I, I don't even remember the company that we used just because it was just, you know, the one rod. Um, and then, I think most of our guests either Ubered or got a lift to the boardwalk to meet for the dessert party. We did think about getting like a bus for that to take basically guests from uh, Port Orleans Riverside to uh, the boardwalk, but um, it was pretty expensive and, you know, we, after talking to some of our guests, they were like, we, we can do that. We can, we can just Uber. So that was something else that we kind of saved money on.
0: That's great. So what ended up being your favorite memory of your wedding day? So my
1: favorite memory was definitely our first look, you know, that was, that was, it was just really awesome to see, like to have Jason see me in my like dress for the first time because of course, it was a big princess dress <laughs> and just because I, had, you know, put a lot of thought into that. And, um, so it was really great to, you know, have that moment and for him to see me for the first time. But I also believe like seeing everyone's expressions and gratitude, um, again, you know, our guest experience was just so important to me and Jason, um so like to see their expressions it, especially when they saw Mickey and Minnie, you know, that cuz that was a big surprise for them and then the ride mix in, you know, like you could just tell that they were just like, "Oh, this is unbelievable." You know, you you don't get this at any other wedding, you know. So that was great.
0: <laughs> did anything go wrong or just not turn out like you expected?
1: yeah so the hair where the hair and makeup team where they were short one girl that was um kind of unexpected and and I actually like paid to have like extra girls there and the the one you know where the one did not show up it put them behind schedule um and I know that they were working really hard to try to get everybody done you know quickly but you know it also missed out on some pictures that I wanted of us like, getting ready and things like that um and so i think that it could have been like communicated to us a little better you know that they were shorthanded and that we could have you know i don't know like maybe like some like because jason's aunt and his mom said that they would have done their own hair and makeup that they had known like it would have you know put us like behind and things um but we were able to like get back on timeline about the ceremony time and everything like that. So uh, but they did like the the Bella Agency did do a really great job, especially like um with my makeup. Like I thought my makeup and hair looked amazing. But it just kinda of put us off schedule. But we were able to get, you know, back on schedule and I didn't let it like, you know, mess up the day. It was still a beautiful, perfect day. So
0: <laughs> that's wonderful. Was there anything that seemed like a big deal beforehand and then turned out not to be? I'm not really like I was really worried
1: about the transportation issue about (laughs) because something that they did express to us, you know, was that if we are not there at the international gateway at 745, when they, supposedly are supposed to walk us over which they did not walk us over at that time they actually walked us over literally right at like almost eight o'clock that if not everybody not all the party was there then if unless they had tickets into the park they basically would not be getting in so I was a little worried about that but just because you know you know just making sure everybody's organized and so that was one of the whole reasons that we decided to meet at the boardwalk uh, resort lobby. Um, everybody meet there, and we could walk all over together at seven. Just because I wanted to make sure everybody was there, and it also gave us some a little bit of leeway time if anybody was running late. So um, that was something that I was worried about, but it actually ended up being perfect. Everybody was there right on time. Like, you know, we actually ended up when we walked over to the international gateway. We actually had to stand there and wait a little bit longer than what we thought, but just because we didn't get to go into the park
0: till like right at eight o'clock. Hmm. Okay. Is there anything you would have done differently knowing what you know now? Not really.
1: Maybe, maybe asking the Bella agency, like the people that did our hair and makeup to maybe if we got, if we get started a little earlier, you know, um, you know, cause I would have, missed out on a little bit like of extra beauty sleep, um if it meant that we were gonna be like more on schedule. But that I mean, like I said, everything went well. I would say there was one thing I actually now that I think about it, it was really odd because a lot of people a lot of guests said this, is that so they take your cake and they cut it in the back and then they bring out pieces. Um and a lot of people wanted to have more than one piece of cake um but they didn't know where it was hmm. so that would be something that i would like would have suggest you know like asked if like i don't know if that why that i don't know where the cake went you know like or if they were keeping more in the back i don't i don't understand because we had a lot of cake left over You know, so I was just like, okay, well, where did that go? So I would definitely ask that they, you know, I don't know, put the cake out, more pieces of the cake out for people to go and grab or, you know, things like that because they couldn't find it.
0: (laughs) That's a good tip. Do you have any other tips or advice for future Disney couples?
1: I would just say, you know, like, if you're picking outside vendors, make sure that you, you, know, kind of do your research. You know, like I said, the, especially now that the, the Bella Grace Studios are now like all one-stop shop. It's very, that's very nice because you can get your photographers, your videographer, and your day-up coordinator all in like one place, you know. And the good thing about that, too, is that they communicate with each other for example, we were running late. The girls, you know, the girls were running late, but the guys were good. They were on time. And at the Bella Gray studio, um, the photographers, they're married. They're a couple. And so Andrea and her husband, T, you know, T is with the guys and then Andrea's with us. And so they're texting each other, like letting them know, you know, oh, the girls are not quite ready yet. Oh, this is where the guys are, you know. So that's really nice that, that they are always in communication. Um, And then also Stephanie, our day of coordinator, like I said, she was amazing. I, I don't think the day would have gone as smoothly as it did without her. Um and She, you know, helped us with everything. She even drove, like, a, several of us girls because our our hotel was actually – pretty good distance away from the ceremony location so she would drive a lot of us like she kept driving um a lot of the girls over and that includes like you know the moms and you know all of us so she was awesome so and i would suggest to any bride that they it, even if they don't you know do the bella grace studios that they get you know for sure a day of coordinator <laughs> because i didn't think that was important until that day.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well Mary, I think you've offered a lot of great tips and advice for anyone who's interested in getting married or having a vow renewal at Walt Disney World. And I appreciate your taking the time.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. And I just want to say like this podcast is so helpful. It really is to like brides. It's it's amazing. Like like I said, that's where I found most of all my vendors, you know, You know, it's very, very helpful, just so you
0: know. Oh, that's awesome. Well, thank you so much. That's our show for today. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward, inviting you to join me again next week for another episode of the Disney Wedding Podcast. Past shows and tons of photos for each episode are available on my website, disneyweddingpodcast.com, or listen in your favorite podcast app. And for instant answers to all your Walt Disney World wedding questions, check out Carrie Hayward's Fairytale Weddings Guide, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at fairytaleweddingsguide.com.